Psalms 138. Psalms 138 tonight. Uh, just, just one verse, but it's a, it's a powerful verse. It's a verse that uh, really need to take a look at. Psalms 138, verse number 7 tonight. And he said, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thy hand against the wrath of my enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. Let us pray. Father, we just come before you tonight. Lord, thank you for all the mercy, grace, and love. Lord, you've heard every name that's mentioned, every need that's been mentioned tonight. We know that you're able. We know that you did it yesterday. We know that you can do it today, Father. We just ask you to touch each one. Lift us up and encourage us, Lord. Help us to be what we need to be. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen, amen. Uh, I love the way the Bible illustrates its commandments. Uh, not only does the Bible tell us what to do, but it illustrates to you and I on how we should do that. Amen. I'm glad the Bible doesn't more than just command us to pray. It shows us how to pray. I'm glad the Bible uh, doesn't more than just tell us how to uh, live by faith. It, it tells us how we're to live by faith. I'm glad tonight that the Bible doesn't more than just tell us to live in victory. It shows you and I and illustrates how we can live a victorious life. I'm glad the Bible tells us that to be a witness, to be a soul winner, to be a blessing, but it also illustrates to show us how that we can be done in our hearts and in our lives tonight. When it comes to the word talking about revive, revival, I believe all of those that we need a revival, not just in a church. Uh, what we've gone through in the past year and a half, I, I believe some of us just need to be revived spiritually within ourselves. I believe all that God wants His children to be revived, especially in the day of apostasy that we've lived in today, especially what we've been facing today. The Bible has many things to say about revival. It deals with the plead of revival. Psalms 85 and 6, Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? And I don't believe our, our Heavenly Father is uh, offended when we, the children of God, give a plea to God for a revival in our hearts. We need a great awakening today in our lives, not only in our lives, but in our church and also in our country today. I'm glad God answers our prayers when we pray in faith tonight, believing. We see the plea of revival. The Bible deals with the plan of revival. 2 Chronicles 7, 14, everybody should know that verse. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive them their sins and I will heal, heal their land. And God's plan for revival is if is always before then. You can only do get the then from God if you do what God said before that the if. But we're willing to do the then, but we're not willing to do the if. If we pray, if we seek God's face, if we humble ourselves, 
We're willing to God heal our land. We're willing for God to forgive us of our sins. But it's not on the, the observation that we're going to do it by humbling ourselves and pray and seek God's face. God has a plan for revival in our hearts today. God has a plan for revival not only in our country but also in our churches tonight. The Bible deals with a pattern of revival. The greatest example for revival in the Bible is one that one man got right with God. One man received and believed. Jonah preached to the city of Nineveh and the entire city got saved, got right with God. What an awesome picture of God wanting to flow through us as a child of God to uh, reach out and bless others. Jacob was wrestling with God. Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. God not only blessed him, but also made him a blessing to others around that knew Jacob. So we see the plead for revival. We see the, the plan of revival. We see the pattern of revival. And it's always conditioned on what we should be doing, not what God does, but what we do. In Psalms 138, we see the Bible's dealing with the promise of revival. Wouldn't it be disheartening to pray for something, to go for something, to seek for something that you and I don't have the promise of God that God will meet that need. I want to let you know if God tells you and, and tells uh, me to pray for it, for it, He's able to deliver it. He's able to deliver it. Psalm 138, there are some terrible circumstances in David's life here. He's running from his enemies. He, he, he is cursed, despised, rejected on every hand. When you study the life of David, especially when he's uh, walking into the valley to the light that, that giant, and he faced that giant, not realizing that's not the only giant that David will have to face in his life. But he finds help and hope in the Lord. Verse 7, though, that, that means in spite of, in spite of, however, however, on the other hand, no matter how bad it feels like, looks like, tastes like, God's got it. In the midst means we've talked about that, standing in the presence of our enemies. We've talked about that in, in Psalms uh, 23. We've talked about that. Uh, it means right in the middle. He says, everywhere I looked around, on my left side, on my right side, in front of me, behind me, the enemies are everywhere around me. I'm standing in the midst of my enemies. Can I tell you tonight that God, that America's in trouble? We're in trouble morally, we're in trouble spiritually, and we're in trouble physically. This nation is a mess tonight. And, and the church is surrounded by trouble on every hand. It seems like every day there's a new enemy against the church and against Christianity. It may draw us Draw on us one day. The devil hates what we're doing and trying to do. The devil, the devil don't like when you try to reach out to help those. The devil don't like you to see you to uh, reach and snatch those from him, from him and get them in with God. The devil don't want to see you doing that. The devil does not want to see people get saved. The devil does not want to see people get right with God. 
And he definitely don't like for you to bring a lamb that's been led from the slaughter back to God. So we're in the midst of a battle today. We're in the midst of the war. And we're on every hand of us, there's the enemy on every side of us. But he said, though I, I'm in the midst, right in the middle of all my enemies, though I walk in the midst of trouble, notice the next word, thou. Thou. Here's his hope and his help. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou. He is not looking to a friend. He is not looking to his fellow soldier. He is not looking to the government. He is not even looking to himself. Now his attention is only on the one that can give him the help in the midst of his trouble. He said, thou wilt. He's speaking in faith as if it had already happened. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. This verse tells me that God can. It tells me God wants to. It tells me God will. Would it not be disheartened for me to stand up here and to preach tonight on revival and pray for a revival and beg God for revival and God couldn't do it? God couldn't revive you from what you're going through. God couldn't lead you from what you're going through. Uh, wouldn't it be disheartening if you say, well, why should I pray if God is not able? But let me tell you, God is able. Not only is He able, I know He can and I know He will. And I'm glad that God will. I, I've heard of some, pe uh, some people from churches that have this alternative way of worshiping. Uh, they 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 got to get excited. They have to get riled up before they worship. And I, I said, "Why do y'all do that? What, what's what's your problem about that?" And they said, well, "It has to have the right atmosphere for me to worship." Well, if that's the case, then you're going to have a problem because you'll never be able to worship because the atmosphere does not produce worship. Worship changes the atmosphere. Around you. I promise you in Job 1 and 2, uh, uh, he's standing there. His children had died and uh, his crops is burned and his wife tells him to curse God and die. And he, he, he breaks out from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet and these sores and these boils all over him. It's not a happy atmosphere that Job is standing in. He, he's not saying, well, if it's not conducive to my uh, uh, worship, the atmosphere is not conducive to me to worship. Uh, Job would have never had worship, but Job worshiped God anyway. But the Bible said Job rose and ran his mantle and fell down upon the ground and worshiped, saying, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Bless the name of the Lord. I want to tell you the atmosphere we need to live in is the atmosphere of praise tonight. Thanksgiving, gratitude, and being grateful to God. That's what it is for revival. That's how you get a revival in your life, not only in the church, but also in your life. Being grateful, being, having gratitude, thanksgiving, praising God. We don't get revival in good times when we need it in the bad times. We don't need revival when it's light. We need revival when it's dark. 
He said, though I walk through, the, uh, uh, through, I live in the midst of trouble that is all around me. He says, I, I, need, your, I need that touch. I need that revive in my life. I, I'm facing things that seems an impossible for me to get through, impossible for me to go through, but I know thou will revive me again. He knows God will. He knows He will. He says, I, I knew what He'd done before and I know what He'll do now. I, Lord, if I, I, I know if there is there, I know that you will come and I know that you will be there. You'll revive me. In, in spite of the battle, in spite of the pressure, in spite of the trouble that we face, in spite of the enemies that's on every hand, in spite of the storms, God is then and there is in the midst of the trouble. When you're looking around, God is standing there with you. When I feel overwhelmed, I, when I'm outnumbered and I'm about to be overcome, Obstacles of life. That's when I look around and the Savior looks down to me. And He will revive me again. That is a promise of God. I like to live on the promises of God. I love the promises of God. God promised that He will revive us though I walk through the, the midst of trouble. There's troubles on every end of me all around me. God said, I will revive thee. I've studied revivals. I love reading about revivals that changed America. Now, I've read some good revivals and those who preached those revivals, Spurgeon, D.L. Moody, Billy Sunday. I, I read revivals, how they changed. Revivals that altered the course. It was more than just a week or a month of high emotional high. But it was a deep work that God done in the hearts of people and it changed them and changed others around them. And all those revivals started out First, it came in a time when God's people felt like they could not go on anymore. When sin was too big, the pressure was too, too hard, the burden was too heavy, they came to a place in their life, in their time, they've tried everything on their own, and it seems like the light was growing dim, and there was no hope. Everything was going out. But it was in that lobe tide, that epic tide, that's when it's the turning point. When it turns around low tide, that point when it gets to the lowest, when it starts to turn around and rushes back into the shore. That's what God says when you get to that point. To, it's so low that you don't think nothing can happen. But when you get to that point that you're so low, that's when He turns it around. He comes rushing in like a mighty wave. It's that point. It's that time. That God revives us. When we cannot lift our heads up again, we cannot carry on again, that everything's weighing us down, that's when God can revive us. I, I, I imagine some of us get up in the morning thinking, I don't know if I'm going to make it today. I don't think I can carry on today. But you start praying to God. You feel the touch of God. You feel that lifting power of God in your life. God gives you the strength to go through another day. Revivals that changed the course of nation, revival that changed the people and those around them. Church, we need a revival. 
We need a revival. I, I believe we've gone through some stuff this past 18 months, two years, that is just draining us, spiritually draining us. We need a revival. We need an awakening not only in the church, but we need an awakening in our own lives to God to stir our hearts up again, to God to move in our lives again, to get us awakened up and, and see God for what God is. I'd like to say like this, we need to get introduced into God, to God again. We need to meet God again. And see what God has done. We know what He's done in the past. We've seen, and you can probably look in your life and see what God has done in the past. And, and what He's done in the past, He surely will do the day. We just have to have faith. We have to believe. I believe we can have revival. It doesn't matter what the White House says. I don't care what the Supreme Court has to say. I don't care. We're still going to have revival. I don't care how many churches hate God and the God-haters. I promise you, and I can have revival if God's in the revival. If my eyes are upon Him and my getting into His Word and let Him come into my heart and let Him fill my soul again and let Him touch my life again, I can have a revival. I'm not talking about church gathering up with a series of meetings. I'm talking get introduced to God again and feel the power of God and that raging power inside that you've been induced to God and you can go another day. I'd I like to see God move like God has moved before. I like to see God change lives like He's changed lives before. But it's going to have to start with you and I sitting in church today. We've gotten dead in church. We've come dried up. And we need to get that revival and revive our lives again with God. Though I walked in the midst of trouble, the world's around us. The world is pointing their fingers at you. There's God-haters in this world. They don't want to hear the name of Jesus. Uh, they don't want to hear anything you've got to say. Uh, they'll slam the doors in your face. They don't want to hear it. But I'm telling you, I can still have a revival in my life no matter what they say or think tonight. And so can you. We have the promise of God. He's, thou will revive us. I love the promises of God. I, I live on the promises of God. I, I'm living on the blessed hope of God. And if I trust Him yesterday, I should trust Him today. No matter what I face, no matter what I go through tomorrow, God is going to be there. And, and we, as soon as we learn that and get that in our hearts and minds, Lord, You've been God all this time in my life, you've been with me everywhere I've been, every step I've gone. You've lifted me up when I've trembled down. You, you, you loved me when I felt so low and I couldn't carry on. You was always been there. God is always going to be there. But I think we've gone through the motions too many times that we've lost sight of God and lost sight of the power of God and the blessings of God. We need to get introduced to God again. Lord, have mercy on us. Revive our souls tonight that we feel the power of God and the glory of God and see it move in the church and see it move in our lives that we may see it move in this country like we've never seen it move before. And we're living in a day that God needs to move in this country. And it's only going to start with you and I on our knees begging and pleading God 
for revivals. We get so fixated on the things in this world and what's going on in this world that we lose sight of God. You get up in the morning, the first thing you think about, what have I got to do today? I got to go to work. I got to drive through the traffic. When you're thinking about God. Get up in the morning, you pray to God, Lord, here I am again. No matter what goes my, comes my way, I know you're there for me. And I know you'll lead me. You'll guide me. And he'll make it such an easier way. Easier way. I believe we need a reviving in our souls tonight. I believe the church needs to be revived. I, I, I'm praying for a wonderful revival. Praying that God will touch us like he's never touched us before. And God is able because he's done it before and he'll do it again. You believe that? You believe that? I believe it. We just not need to get introduced to God again. What he's done. How great he is. I love that song, How Great Thou Art. There is none greater. No one in this world is greater than he is. How great. He is in control of everything. We, 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 we talk about the circumstances overseas. God's still in control. It's nobody else. They ain't in control. God's in control. We talk about things happening in this world, country right here today. They're not in control. God's in control. God's still in control. You say, well, it don't look like it. It is. He's still in control. He ain't sitting up at the White House. He's on the throne. Amen. He... He ain't looking at the little things. He's looking at the big things. We just need to be revived in our souls again. Coronavirus has took a lot out of the church. It's taken a lot of out of the church too. It's took a lot of churches out of church. There's been churches that's closed because they cannot make it no more. But we need to be revived.